What up, everybody? It's your boy, Nick Caputo. Welcome back to the Grub from the Garden podcast. I'm here with Taylor Budd, a big uh, mentor and teacher of mine. Welcome, Taylor. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How you doing, Nick? You know, same old, working on my day. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, just looking forward to this talk. Been looking forward to just talking to you again for a while now. It's been a minute since we chatted. So, uh, yeah, feel free to introduce yourself or say anything you want to say. So, I mean, most of the audience knows who you are anyway, but just for anybody who doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I guess uh, you're going to upload this on, like, YouTube and stuff. and other, I mean, everything, I guess, across the board. Spotify and Apple Podcasts for now. Probably YouTube okay. too. All right. Well, yeah, I guess um, we have, like, the information somewhere. Or should I just say my, my – I mean, my, uh, my Instagram is underscore T-B-U-D-D underscore t-b-u-d-d but um yeah that's really it i guess i mean that, it might get deleted so i don't know <laughs> yeah who <laughs> knows? for now that's what it is yeah and then yeah. uh and you, you'll see him on my page i repost this stuff from time to time um you know because you only be posting from time to time <laughs> um and you're on youtube what unless they took that down already no no i'm on it's youtube uh it's, yeah the breathwork bro i tried to make some very basic for a name word a lot of gems <laughs> man. a lot of gems big uh yeah. big contribution to my body of work was learning from your youtube specifically so anybody who really wants to dive deep and learn more about taylor definitely check that out after this podcast yeah that, that count i pretty much like i don't even touch it no more man i don't even want them to kind of even like be thinking about me so i don't even really like upload nothing on that no more so i upload on bit shoot and it's bit mm-hmm. bit b-i-t C H U T E dot com slash T A O L O R E. So it's bitshoot.com slash Talor. So that's my bit shoot. You know what I mean? I always forget to plug that one. That. I didn't even know that. I, yeah, I, always, yeah, I always forget to plug that one. Yeah, I do at least a video a day on that one. I just want that. I'm going to get that one to bubble. I just been kind of like focused on the parlor, really, but I, I'm going to get bit shoot going. I do a video a day, though. You get at least one a day right now on bit shoot. That's what's up. I like that. The commitment to one a day. I, I do like spurts. Like I'll do like I'm on TikTok now because I just I don't know. I feel like it's uh, just another platform to hop on because they don't know me yet and want to block me yet. And I've been doing videos like in spurts. Like I did one one or two days where I did like 25 videos and then I just stopped for like two weeks. So I like that consistency. Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, he who clings to his work will produce nothing that endures and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, man, uh, it's it's really uh, it, it's all it's kind of it's so much stuff I want to do that like it, it's it's whack that we got these filters for expression. You know, people it feels like an outlet, but now it more so it becomes more like a filter to me. Like I gotta bend myself to these uh, to these you know these platforms. Yeah, I feel that 100%. That's why I'm having a, a website built for myself now. I'm having somebody put together a website with like a community like forum type thing. So now uh, I'm going to try to get as many people from the Instagram, from the YouTube, whatever, to go over to the to the actual website. So it's like I'm the one regulating it. So that'll be a little better once that's up and running. But still, I mean, it's like the platforms like Instagram and YouTube, like those are the platforms that everybody's on. So it's like if we're really trying to get the message to people and yeah, you had to plug the website on. Yeah, you gotta plug yeah. the website on those platforms. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. 
and you still got to, you know, build the pages on those platforms to be able to get people over to the website. So it's just, they I know, man. They know but, but, I mean, they, got, they got they got us by the balls on that. No, man. And like I don't know what parlor I don't know exactly what parlor did to conform like cuz you know parlor uh they're on the they're in the Apple store now and I guess they must have did something to conform to get that status again so they can be downloaded on on iPhones. I mean you got to do like the side load if you got like an Android. But a lot of people I guess got you know iPhones in America at least. So uh they could yeah. get parlor. They could get parlor but like you know um, I wonder what they did. I wonder what they did to conform to get it. You know, it's probably it's just more spying on you. But yeah, I don't be really that worried. Yeah. yeah, I don't be so worried about that. Like in a lot of ways, just because like yeah, I'd be you know, posting you know, most of the stuff that you would find out from spying on me. <laughs> you know, what are you gonna? What yeah. are you gonna hear me do? Talk about breath work, just like I do on my page. Yeah, and I, I'll send my news to like probably like like any chick like you know that's bad. So my news my news is floating around all over. You know what I mean already. I'm like ah, whatever. Yeah. You, got, you got the September uh, 2019 edition. Ah, you're late. <laughs> yeah, like you ain't gonna see nothing you ain't already seen from stalking me on the other platforms. So who gives a fuck? Yeah, that's hilarious. That's it, really. You know. Yeah, so let's let's jump into a couple questions that I, that I do want to ask you, or just some things that I want to um, pick your brain about. Um, so, as you know, I've been studying your work and following you for a pretty long time. So, there's a couple things just about you that I'm kind of interested in um, about pretty much like before you started all this. So, I'm kind of interested, like, what got you started going down this path, like the breatharian lifestyle and understanding the breatharian perspective. And like where you first learned about certain things or what like sparked your interest in pursuing this path. And what was like the first thing about the system, you know, like the society system that kind of like gave you a red flag. Anything um, like mentioning about I would that? Say, yeah, no, I would say like me and my brother, man, my brother had like a really like, uh, it's funny. He, like, he had a really, really childish perspective in some rights, but like, I feel like that kept him kind of pure. Hmm. And I, I feel like yeah, it kept him kind of pure. So like, he um, I don't know. Like he uh, damn it, my dogs. Come here, <laughs> Yogi. My dogs is named Yogi and Prana. Yogi. I love that. <laughs> damn, my bad. What was the question, man? My dogs was being reckless right now. All good. Um, what's what started you on the breatharian path? Uh, yeah. My bad. Yeah, no. So yeah, my, no, I'm saying my brother, man, he was like really like uh, basic in his approach to things. So like when I came across Sebi, like when I came across that material, I was, I was 18 when I came across Sebi, and um, I, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't have digested in other people. My brother, man, like he was like it. It, all, it looked so naive, you know. Some of the stances he would take is to be so childish, but then like some ways it would work out. You know, it had his pitfalls, but like I feel like I seen it. I seen the childishness work. So for some reason, I gave like Sebi a chance, like more than I think other people did. And I like, it made so much more sense to me. And then like on top of that was because, um, you know, I played football and I was trying to get an edge and everything. And, um, you know, being from Jersey, I remember, you know, the years when uh, T.O. was on the um, Eagles. And I remember T.O. was, uh, he was in t- using the hyperbaric chambers. You know what I mean? He was using those hyperbaric okay. chambers. So yeah, he, um, I, I, that's when I found out, you know, about like people doing, using that to heal, you know, air, using air, more pure air to heal and like gain an edge. So I don't know, like, like Sebi being that he was so like, 
his emphasis, if people really paid attention, was like oxygen and iron was like huge emphasis, like just circulation, basically. So mm-hmm. like I feel like just, you know, basically my my background was sports and being from where I was from. And then I remember them interviewing T.O. and go, you know, he had hyperbaric chamber in his house. And I just remember being like, oh, yeah, well, this all makes sense. You know, what I mean, just feeding the body air just like kind of like an engine you know what i mean like cool air intake kind of like it's it it really is you just you need that like the air and then yeah again like with the car and you know, so everything's getting turned into a vapor the gas getting turned i love into that a, example that you yeah. use yeah, yeah so it, go for it so yeah sebi no that's what i'm saying sebi always had the, the car examples and then so i kind of like i looked into it i guess a little further and i was just like man yeah like this whole the combustion the whole system is just designed after the body the body you're chewing it to a liquid or you you take in a liquid and then it's getting broken down into a gas. It's getting heated up and turned into a gas. And then the gas is the part that you're after, really. It's the spirit of whatever you ate. It's like the breath of whatever you ate. And like it propels the engine and it's, it's the fuel. It's really this, it's the breath of what you whatever you ate. That's what you're getting any fuel out of. Like, And so um, everything else that's being released is waste you know what i mean what you didn't need or whatever so um it just you know a lot of that made sense to me as far as like the car thing tl and uh sebi man sebi because you know and then i got his products and the main product was the viento and uh the viento, you know viento meant wind you know okay or it means it means wind in um spanish so like um True. uh you know his whole emphasis was air and wind and stuff and then you know like when I say like, I, you know, I was more like open to Sebi, he was saying things like about people living, you know, hundreds of years or gorillas living 180 years and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I don't know. I never really lived around a gorilla to really know. I never seen one in a while. I never seen them in a, in a situation where they're thriving to know mm-hmm. what their maximum potential is. And then I was just like, man, you never really seen humans that way either. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. So like um, I was like, man, you know, it didn't really sound that crazy to me. You know, as far as him saying, like, you know, the potential for humans to live longer and stuff. So I don't know, like, like just childish stuff like that didn't bother me. And I feel like I got to get like other things from Sebi that was like really tangible and like provable and like, you know, no one can argue with it. And um, I got that information. And I feel like a lot of people, just, I don't know what they get when they hear about Sebi. But, um, you know, some people, I guess, miss the shit. I don't know. Man. A lot of people become obsessed with the list with the nutritional guide, with the, with, mm. the, with the foods and they be cooking with oils. And like, as long as it's on Sebi's list, like they're about it like that. And yeah, but they don't listen. But I'm saying if you watch his videos, it's yeah. like so many things on the list he was saying is not, you know, you don't fuck with. Yeah, he pretty much just preaches the herbs. Like most, most yeah. like, and then like that video that you posted a long time ago, which I've reposted several times about him talking about how we're designed not to eat. And I, he's like, we're carbon-based. Fuck vegetarian. <laughs> and his yeah. boy's like, breathitarian. He's like, breathitarian. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, and then that's what, yo, and then um, I know at some point in this conversation, we're going to get there anyway. But with Sebi, like, um, you know, he said, like, after he was on, like, I, what, I think it was like six or seven weeks of water that he did. He tried his own urine because he said his pee was so clear. And, like, I just feel like... um. He really just laid it all out, man, honestly. Like, every option, that you know, like, as far as, like, what the process is. And, like, it's nothing else, I feel like. Because, I mean, I went to his office. I went to his office, man. He was just, he, he, you know, people talk about the, you know, the list and stuff. But in the office, it says, like, you know, 
cooked foods is not as popping. You do not want cooked yeah. foods. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Like it, it, I just feel like they missed them. I don't know. Like it's just people didn't read all the ingredients or all the, you know, all the fine print on Sebi. I don't know. Yeah. So I know somebody who knows one of his kids who was pretty close to one of his kids. And apparently like he got close to like a bunch of them from the family or whatever and realized that like, they're not really about it. Like he was about it and they're kind of just more using his name for marketing and whatnot. So I feel like that's kind of where the emphasis on this list, like the overemphasis on the list is kind of coming in and like people are marketing specific foods that are on the list. I feel like it's all marketing to be honest, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the, uh, I, I definitely, you know, I've seen the, the ingredients changed, you know, from when I got when I got on the, I got on Sebi in 08 and the ingredients changed. Like I forgot, I think the last time I seen a bottle of Viento, my, I think my brother got it like in 2016, like the year he died. And um, the ingredients, I mean, like, I think a couple of them was the same, but other things was different. And I was like, damn, I wonder what all has changed, you know? And then now he's dead. I'm like, well, I wonder what all has changed. Like, yeah interesting stuff for sure what was i gonna say i had something that i wanted to ask you i don't know drawing a blank but um yeah i guess so were there any other people like other than sebi really that you that you really learned a lot from like throughout your journey like i know you mentioned uh raul nefer Amin. And like traditional Chinese medicine, like anything else, anybody else that really puts you on to like some serious info? Uh, Pharaoh, man. I mean, I, I always uh, Pharaoh's house. He spells it different than like you would spell it, though. It's P-H-A-R-O-H-S, Pharaoh's house dot com. It's like, hmm. you know, it, if you if you spelled it, they, they would get, you would get autocorrected and they put that extra A in there. But he just P-H-A-R-O-H, Pharaoh's house dot com. He was, yeah, he was definitely, um, I guess the, the, I guess the chief alchemist, the one I, that I've ever met, you know what I mean? He's uh, my mentor, I guess, I guess you could call it that in a lot of ways. I mean, Raul Nefer men and him and Sebi, you know, I studied a lot of people. Uh, Bobby Hammett was really cool. I feel like, and just like, you know, uh, it, it don't, I don't feel like, I feel like a lot of people lose people when um, they say maybe things that seem outlandish, but it's like, it's almost like they take it there and then you, I guess, you know, you don't go all the way that far. You know, you meet in the middle between there and here. I don't know. And Bobby Hemme used to say things that I'd be like, man, he's really on to something. And a lot of people might think this is outlandish, like, but it's really accurate. It's just, it just seems crazy because of his tone and his weight and everything. But I don't know, man. Um, You know, Dr. Africa, Dr. Africa, Bobby Hemmett, Sebi, Brown Nefar, man, Pharaoh. Um, uh, you know, and then like other people that was kind of like, you know, square uh, too. I thought uh, uh, John Henry Clark was cool. Um, Dr. Ben, they was cool. It was, it was some cool people, man. I, I studied a lot of people, but yeah, uh, you know, I, it, I guess it would boil that Pharaoh and Sebi, you know, and that's probably the biggest influences because Pharaoh kind of put me in on to breatharianism as he didn't ever make it. He made, He never got like the distinction as a breatharian you know he just would always just be like it's just alchemy you know what i mean like if you master alchemy like this you know it just is what it is you know it's, you know you could call it breatharianism but it's just mastering alchemy like like you know because you know he was just like so bent on like not titling things and not naming things and like not uh taking pictures 
and so much stuff. Like, dude, yo, I mean, the guy was on another level, though. I can't front, man. Like, for real, I can't front. Like, yeah, I man. Ask like, that question. Yeah, that dude, man. Um, Pharaoh, uh, I definitely suggest people for Pharaoh. You know, um, he uh. He the only guy I know that can like consciously go into dreams, you know, and like really go into people's dreams and like not bullshit, you know. I'm not over here like some dude like just like taking hippie stickers and I'm just like, yeah, this dude came in my dream and my vision, bro. Like it's not, it's not like that. It's not like that at all, bro. I'm talking about this man is like straight inception level with it, like walks you into a dream, like architect, like will be like the architect of a dream, walk your bitch ass into it, wake you up in the dream, you be doing shit in the dream. Then you wake up into this life or whatever you want to call this shit. His dream. And then, yeah. And then he'll, like, it'd be like five minutes after I wake up, he'll call me and be like, yo, so you remember that dream? I was wearing this and you was doing that and we was over here. And I'd be like, and it would be, it's crazy because it's almost like a voice in my head more than on the phone. Because mm -hmm. it would just be like, it would be like, he'd really be jarring my memory. Like, oh shit. Yeah, that really, yeah, it was, a, I kind of vaguely remember. Yeah, that all did just happen right now. And he just kept doing that to where like, I don't know, I kind of like was just really uh, remembering a lot of my dreams, kind of using him as a crutch when he was close to my life in a lot of ways. And I guess, you know, when I got a little stronger, I just kind of grew sick of the situation. But um, hmm. he was, yeah, the dude was- Pretty dope, like, though. Yeah, Definitely man. Dope. Yeah, man. The dude was another level, man, as far as going into people's dreams, casting spells, um, uh, like talking about a whole nother level of voodoo that I've ever seen, man. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get there in his lifetime. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how he makes me feel, yo. Honestly, I can't front, yo. Like, I don't know. It's, a, you know, you know, when you meet somebody and you feel like you're slacking, there's not many yeah, people yeah. I meet and I feel like I'm slacking. I, I, I don't know. He's like, you know, he's like 70, you know, something. So I guess that's how it should be when you're 70. You should just be master, you know, at yeah. that point. Should be mature yeah. and not aging, getting better with age. Yeah. Better with time. Yeah. Whatever time. Yeah. So I guess it all, it all makes sense. Maybe it just seems so far away because of that. Because I, I don't know. I don't know nothing. I don't know what 51, 52, 53. I don't know anything about those years in alchemy. I don't know. Not yet, at least. Fair you enough. know what I mean? I don't remember none of that. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, but yeah, he, he, um, years on me. So I, I listened to you talk or th throughout, you know, I met you for the first time like three years ago. And I, you were one of those people who made me feel like I was slacking. I was all fruitarian thinking fruit was it, bro. And then I met you and you were talking about fungus and ethanol. And you were like, all right, do you like sweets or are you just bitter? I was like, my fungus feels attacked right now, motherfucker. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you're right. Yeah, man. Like, fuck you because you're right. No, man. <laughs> Yo. I, man, yeah, like I just I always have to look at it like, man, my alcoholism feels attacked because that's what it is for me. You know, I guess it is fungus either way, but it's just be I look at it like, man, I'm not even I don't even want these things. I don't care about the taste. I'm just I want the lethargy. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. I'm really trying to be drunk, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> even if it's a, even if it's a smoothie or whatever. I'm like, yeah, give me that lethargy. I mean, it's yeah, like, like I want to sleep or like I'm tired. I want to get tired. Yeah, like I don't know what to do anymore. All right. I'm just kind of like. I can't sleep, but I can't yeah. face this shit right now. I feel that with the no sleeping too. That was one of your things that you talk about that really I've only heard from you that really like made me feel like it, it kind of just validated what I was already experiencing. Like I barely sleep like most of the time, like for the last like year or two, especially when I'm fasting, like sleeping every other night, if anything, and only for like a couple hours. And like, I thought I was going crazy and that it was like kind of a bad thing that I wasn't sleeping that it was like insomnia or whatever bullshit. And 
when I read, I, I listened to one of your videos from like five years ago where you were saying how sleep is optional. I was like, this man really, really on this path. Like this man really did it. <laughs> and he figured out like how to, how to conceptualize it and, and verbalize it and make it all make sense. Brilliant stuff. But yeah, the sleeping was definitely something that I, um, I didn't realize at first until I was listening to you. And then you inspired me to do a sleep fast. I forget when that was, but I did it for the new moon. And now I do that every new moon. I sleep fast for three days and I just do breath work all night. I do like at least like five or six hours of breath work in the middle of the night, every new moon. And that shit is like, you really be feeling like you're sleeping while you're awake. Like you're like dreaming, but you can still kind of tell like how your body feels when you're sleeping. It's like that, like, oh my God, everything feels so good when I kind of feel my body. And then you kind of like go into the dream. You like forget the inhale and exhale. Like literally it's exactly how you describe it. It's so epic. <laughs> Something yeah, everybody, man. everybody deserves to experience. That's yeah, point. man. Yeah, it's, it's really like liberating, man. Everyone, it's like it feels just like a like a doorway inside of a doorway inside yourself. Like I said, it's kind of how the dreaming feels. Like, damn, I could go into the you know, I could go through this other doorway, and then I guess there's another doorway through there, and then just you know, and I, I'm I'm guess I'm just in a doorway right now, kind of. Hmm. Like I love the doorway perspective too. I, I wrote a caption on this for one of my posts. Um, I got the um padded behind my ear, and. Basically, like, I, I just posted, like, my explanation for why I like the ump so much. And, you know, they, they call it, you know, the breath of life or the key, the key of life. And I feel like they're one and the same. Like, the breath is the key to those doors. And, like, there's infinite doors. And you use the key to get into the doors. And, <laughs> like, I feel like as a breathwork coach, like, I'm just giving, I'm just reminding people that they already got the key. It's not like I'm even giving them the key. But yeah, and then I learned that the, like the unk from, I learned this from my boy Devon, that the unk is basically like, like the loop part is basically like the, the way that the energy flows up, like the craniosacral rhythm, how it goes up the spine, but then it loops. And when you do that tongue lock, how it like, it, it allows the loop to like actually continue so that the whole flow goes. So like that unk flow is like the tongue lock, like with the breath work, it's like all the key to going into those doors, which I thought was super dope, resonated with me enough to get it tatted on me. Yeah, you know, I got an onk on my kidneys, man, because, you know, the kidneys is like the doorway of life, supposedly. And um, mm. that's why I put the, the, the key of life on the door. You know, I don't know. But, yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, yeah, man. the onk. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the onk is dope, man. You know, um, I definitely love, uh, I guess, uh, the comedic uh, history. You know what I mean? I love it's a it's a nice uh it's just a rich culture. For sure. Yeah, history is something I just recently been diving into a lot more. It actually is what started me on this whole journey, uh looking up looking up Kemet and whatnot. And then I kind of fell off that, got more into the fruitarian, like figuring out health shit. Um, because I, I had a broken neck at the time. So I was just home researching like whatever, just capturing my interest. And from there I just dove deeper and deeper into the health stuff and then i found you and then went even deeper into the breatharian stuff and then i'm still diving deeper into the breatharian stuff and just recently started going back into history because it, it recently um i recently got the call to learn more about um the past slash future 
<laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely it's, definitely. It, it, it's nice insight, you know. Uh, it, Man, the Metonetta really was like, you know, everything for me, you know, because I got I got on the Metonetta because of Pharaoh. You know, I took a natural path course. I took Dr. Africa. See, he died in 2020. So rest in peace. Damn, mm-hmm. everybody dead. Except for Raul Nefer Amen, you know. I'll be like, damn, man, please keep this dude alive. But, <laughs> I think you posted that once. Yeah, man. <laughs> but so I was taking a natural path course, and uh, Pharaoh was the moderator of the course. And uh, he he's such a good teacher in that, like, he won't tell you anything to do. He just will say something, bring something up. And, like, for whatever reason, like, he, you know, it just hits you the right way where you just, like, you'd be intrigued on your own. Like, let me see what the fuck this means. And, um, that's, yeah, he pretty much hit me with Metonetta like that. He was like, he said something like, you know, something, something in the Metonetta. And I was like, what's the Metonetta? And he was like, oh, you don't know the Metonetta? And then he just, <laughs> just went and, like, I was just sitting there. I was like, damn, I don't, yeah, no, I don't know, man. I don't even know. And so, yeah, I read, I read the med- I read the first one, and then I was like, oh, I need these other ones. And they're way cheaper now. It's like $20 now. But they used to be like $75. I bought the first one. I still got to read it. I've been mad behind on reading but that's definitely on the on the to-do list is reading that. I can't believe I still haven't read it. I bought it like a year ago. It's like a, it's a really spiritual like uh, book that it's like very, I feel like it's like, it, that's just like his body. The book is his body and it has a living spirit. You know what I mean? Like it, it won't even let, it won't let certain people read it. I've like loaned that book to people. Like you only can read it when it like you're ready. I feel that way kind of about every like holy book or every scripture. Like it's like, the book kind of finds you, you find a book, you like me in the middle or whatever. And like, it's like, once you like, once you're really ready to sit down and read the book, cause it's like one of them things where you like, yeah, you really need to like have all attention on it. It's not like you can be doing other things. So it's like, it's just like waiting for you to really be like, all right, it's time. You know what I mean? You got the space to take this in. And I feel like, cause like, I, I don't know, I've given, I've been, I've been with people closely, intimately and giving them the book and everything. And I'm like, you got time to read in there and just something won't, they just, they gotta go to. They gotta do. They gotta do certain things. Like I don't know. It's like certain things. Everything's like in an order. I guess I don't know. But the metonetta yeah, is a well, fun. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> yeah, man. Once you read the first one, you're gonna just like blast through the next six. Probably like it's nothing. I can see but, that. Yes, he writes really well too. It just, um, I can see why people quit on it sometimes because it's like spirit science. It literally is a science. Like you know, and I. Cause I'm reading, I'm reading the I Ching right now. I read the I Ching every day, and I just be like, man, this shit is like grueling, like kind of in some ways. Like, you you learn every time, but it really is like I can only read like a couple chapters a day, and really like you know what I mean get it. Like I could read like you know I, I can't really take in like four more than four chapters out of the I Ching, or I'd be like I don't remember none of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in order to like actually absorb it, you can't overdo it. Yeah, it's like you can really only get it. Really forces you to be patient. It's Those like any kind of nourishment, even information, you could still overeat. Yeah, and you just, you know, you miss shit. You don't digest shit. Facts. So another thing that I, I wanted to ask you about is, like, since I know that you've been, you've been on this journey for a pretty long time, like, you got, like, a solid decade on me, um, and I, I was watching some of your videos that, like, you posted, like, 10 years ago, Um so you've been on this path for like mad long. So I'm curious how your perspective on some things 
has changed over time or how your perspective on life or on this process, like overall has changed, like over that span of your entire journey uh, in this direction. And one of them specifically that I want to pick your brain about um, more than anything else is psychedelics, because I've seen you talk like in a couple of videos about how, you know, like mushrooms and ayahuasca and DMT. And these are all like things that you experience, like between the breaths and the exhales. And I think you were dry fasting in the one video um, when you were talking about it, but you were basically saying like, you don't need psychedelics. You are the psychedelic. The breath is the only psychedelic, you know, all the other psychedelics bring you to the breath. And then now you're posting all about psychedelics and you're on the psychedelics. And personally, I've gone back and forth with them too. I actually haven't really done them in about a year and a half now. Um, just cause I felt called to stop doing them. And now lately I've been kind of getting hints and you posting about it has just been another confirmation of, of that hint to kind of dive back into them a little bit. Like I took a, a nice needed break. Like I took a nice psychedelic fast and now like, I almost feel like called to start going back into it. So what kind of led you to start using them again? It's funny. Cause like now I I'm in a phase where I'm like tapering off. And I'm gonna go back into stopping probably because I don't. It just now my tolerance is so high now that I can't even. Hmm. Yeah, it's not even. It's not even worth the money. Honestly, it's like I'm just throwing money away. It just seems like you know, like if I if I had to get like so much, I had to get, I had to take at least an ounce of mushrooms. You know what I mean? Like Damn. some mushrooms, it's some mushrooms. Like some mushrooms is better than others. Maybe I take like three quarters, and then I can take more than that. But I just don't like that. I just don't, you know what I mean? It's that overwhelmed feeling, you know what I mean? I'd be, I'd be real with myself, yeah. man. Because I'd be real with myself. Like I, and plus, I don't eat them. I'm making the tea and drinking them. So I was going to say. My, I was it's gonna like drinking, it, it's like a fifth, yo. It's like if you drank a fifth and like, and that <laughs> shit, it shit you in like 20 minutes, yo. Seriously, if like you just drank a fifth all at once, and it was, you'd be smacked in 20 minutes. Yeah, if you chug like, it, especially like if you're drinking it fast, that shit probably hits. That's how, yeah, and the mushrooms like taste so terrible thing. to me. It tastes so awful to me that like I just I have to do it in the tea and then like strain. I get everything out of that shit or whatever and like press it out or whatever and then strain them fibers off. But since there's no fibers, that shit just be in my bloodstream so fast, yo. But like, you know, so I don't know. It it got to a point though where I was just like, man, I gotta take so much. And this shit is just like it's not really giving me I gotta stop for like at least a year, probably. But um, or yeah, yeah, I was I, I wasn't really feeling the same way in that respect. I was just looking more for like I wanted to see what it was like to be able to feel that without the psychedelics. And that's really what I dove into because I heard you talking about it. And I mean, this was you talking about it years ago, but this was me watching you talk about it about a year ago. And I was like, I'm really about to see like what this like dry fast in like breathwork, like psychedelic shit is all about. And I've smoked DMT before a bunch of times. And honestly, like with those, with the, with the faster breath work, like with those full, like the DMT breaths, bro, even I was doing them yesterday. I passed out so hard. I smacked my face on the ground. First time I ever fell forward in a, in a chair doing breath work. But like I clenched on the inhale and just nah, like crazy shit after, after three rounds of healing sounds. But yeah, I mean, now I feel like I've been kind of wanting to dive back in. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it got to a point like I kind of wanted to challenge myself, honestly. Like I was just like, all right, uh, can I sit still? Can I, I was just challenging my nervous system in a lot of ways. I was like, yo, you know, can I sit still on an ounce of shrooms? You know, am I going to be able to sit still and do this breath work and just sit here and do one breath a minute and just accept whatever 
is inside me, the darkest shit inside me and see what that is, you know? Interesting. And, um, yeah, so I kind of looked at it like that. Like, I kind of was just like, I, I want to see to the depths just and see if I can sit still and just test my nervous system. And, like, I was kind of just seeing, like, how many breathwork sessions do I need to be able to take an ounce and sit still? You know, like, it just kind of wow. got to that. I was, yeah, and so that's kind of where I was, like, I was really just trying to build my tolerance like that. Like, I really wanted to, because I feel like shrooms, when you sit still, man, like, when you take like just enough to where it's not too overwhelming, you know, and cause uh, I guess you could, you know, you can always take too much of anything, I guess. But if you, if you, if you can sit still, it really is like a slideshow of like your emotions, like, like your emotional Rolodex, like everything that has been happening. That's how I feel. I like guess or everything just, you know, not, I guess it's like, a, it's, I feel like with all psychedelic, especially the visuals, like on the inside, it's like, it really is like uh, talking to yourself, and like, since it's like you're talking to yourself, it's like so close. You know what I mean? Like you're really like, you know, right there. Talk. It's like, I don't know. Like you're the source, so it's like you're. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just a funny thing yeah. about, like, it's it's so it's not gonna come off in a human language. Is what I'm saying. Like, you, it comes off in like metaphorical images. Yeah, I could tell. What, I I could tell what you're saying. Like when I, yeah. when I used to do psychedelics heavy like that, it it always felt like that. It wasn't words, but it was like you got the message. Yeah, it's like before words, you just start like trying to put words to it. And then when you try to put words to it, you're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you but you get it, though, you know, you get shit and it like just takes a little while to digest. But yeah, yeah, I just feel like it's just like, you know, just those images. I'm I'm talking to myself in images that like it's so to the point and no waste. Like words is kind of wasteful. It's like, you know, just loud ass breaths, really. So like, yeah, so I see you that before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, you know, like uh, the metaphorical images, I feel like when you be like in a dream state or whatever you want to call it, it's just like it's so to the point that there's like there's no way you can deny whatever is needing to be received in that moment, like what you need to let go of or accept. Like and like uh, it's just I feel like uh, I don't know. It's cool, man. Like that, I, I just use it to challenge my nervous system. But now I'm at a point where yeah, my my tolerance is too high and I got to chill again. But um they definitely helped me because you know like I played ball I played football and you know I I had like probably like six or seven bad concussions man and like I I feel like psychedelics really just helped me like bring back that communication between different areas of my brain you know like for real I really do like certain areas of my brain was just static or just all black just dark it was just off you know what I mean and like I you know psychedelics yeah, psychedelics just kind of like reminded it, like kickstarted it back on, I guess, like rubbed them wires back together. And um, mm. yeah, I feel like it, it definitely helped me in that way. Um, yeah, I think once it, gets, once, it, once it becomes recreational, I guess it's, you know, it's kind of crazy, but uh, I don't know. I don't really know what's right or wrong in it sometimes, man, because I think about it like, well, if you was in nature, you probably that's probably all you would do is just like interface with yourself through something. And and like hmm. I don't know, I think you would probably trip balls. I think that's all they was doing, tripping balls, you know, just doing peyote and stuff, natives and stuff, just doing tripping balls all the time. Yeah. I don't know I mean, how you can yeah. dance for 24 hours in powwows and stuff. It's tripping balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Word. I feel like at the same time, like in the breatharian state, like you are kind of tripping balls the whole time anyway. Like I did a 90 day fast and then I fasted at the end of that on just my urine until I stopped peeing. 
And then I did drive for 15 days. And when I was driving for those 15 days, that was probably the most psychedelic without any kind of drug. Like I was tripping pretty much all day, bro. Like I could, if, but I had to like, I could like choose to come in and out of the trip if I wanted to. Like the breath work was super psychedelic, but like, even if I just stared at the wall, like if I started staring at the wall for like 20, 30 seconds, like I'd start to see the fractals and shit start moving. And my hearing, yeah. was, my hearing was OD, bro. Like I was like sleeping on the floor, like hearing the birds in the morning and like starting to recognize like which bird is which and like what tree they're in and shit. I was like, this is fucking crazy. I'm sensitive as fuck. Yeah, it should just be lucid, you know what I mean? Everything be more more, uh, more felt, you know what I mean? I guess you could say more meaningful, but yeah, it's just, just felt, everything's just felt. Yeah, straight up. Everything, like, I could hear, like, what bird was in the tree and, like, what he, where he was, like, while I'm sleeping in the morning, like, when I'm about to wake up. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, no, it'd be like that, man. You know, you really don't feel separate from the environment when you, when you merge into your, when you, like, when you're not uh, taking from other environments and doing stuff like that, and you're just being, you just, you know, you just be, you just reflecting the environment. Like, and you're just like tapping in, it's tapping in. Facts. Yeah. So, so over time, you think that, like, so there was, was there times where you were like not really about psychedelics, where you were like completely off them, or have you like always kind of been messing with? No, nah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I got off them, you know, I've had bad trips, you know what I mean? That pushed me away from them for a little while. And then like, uh, I, you know, uh, I, it got to a point where I kind of like was mastering the process of it to where I was like, I, I could do something mm -hmm. better with my time. I feel that. You know, and I, I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I just know what I got to do to have an experience that's one that I kind of already had before. So it's like, I don't know. Word. And shrooms were pretty much your thing, or did you mess with like other stuff too? Man, I, I like I like pretty much everything, man. Like you know, as far as that psychedelic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, was a big I'll do... acid guy. I did a lot of acid in my day. That was like the only thing that I really like pushed the limits with. Like I was doing like 10, 15 tabs per trip, and that was pretty intense. Yeah, that, definitely. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's what that's what acid always. You know, what I mean, that's the thing. You know, tolerance builds so fast, man. Yeah, I never I never really did that with shrooms though. Shrooms, I never really, I never really had access to shrooms. I could never really find somebody who, who got shrooms like consistently. So I never really um dove the into shrooms that I be getting now, the shrooms I be getting now is fucking monstrous, bro. I'm just be smacking people off their feet, man. And I, I got mm -hmm. I still gotta take a lot of them, but yeah, man. Um no, nah, if you get if you get a hold of some shrooms, I like shrooms just because uh, you know, it really makes me do the breath work for four hours or five hours. And I feel like no matter what, I'm going to feel amazing just because of that. Like, I feel you know, like, so you know, you know what I mean? in the day too, or just like just at night no, or during never, the day or both. I never do shrooms in the day. Okay. That's, I've yeah. done it. I, I've done it before, but I, I, I've seen a point. I feel like, wow, I just take acid to me. Yeah. Only time I ever tripped during the day, that was like the only quote unquote bad trip I ever had. And for anybody listening, I talked about this, like in detail, this experience in the last episode with Nick Abushadi about the last time I ever did acid and like my hands like clenched up like crazy. I couldn't unclench. It was like five hours of like insane clenching. That was also the first time I ever drank my urine. One of my boys told me like, just give it a go. And then as soon as I drank my pee, my hands released. And then I was able to relax and like enjoy the rest of my trip crazy stuff but yeah that was pretty much the last time that i ever did acid 
but I wouldn't call it a bad trip, even though it was intense and like super painful. Like, you know, like when you're lifting or like you're doing some kind of workout and you like got to put the weight down. Cause you're like burning like crazy. It was like yeah. that. It was like that, but I just, my brain like wouldn't let my nervous system just wouldn't let me go. So it was just like clenching, 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 clenching. And uh, yeah, it was like, I had to just surrender. Like I just had to like, I guess, learn that lesson of just like to let go and surrender and just accept it for what it is. And then I was basically just tripping to the waves of pain. It was like, I could feel the waves going through my nervous system. Like, crazy that was the only time i ever tripped during the day though yeah i mean i like to trip during the day with acid you know acid's like like it's like but that's just me man i guess i don't like really messing with my circadian rhythm you know what i mean because i don't like sleeping during the day hmm. and like you know I, I feel like i'm just gonna suffer if i stay up too late i'm just not gonna sleep and i'm just gonna suffer until i can get to sleep in a, at, a, at an hour that's like you know where my body's like in harmony with that process i don't hmm. know so yeah, I yeah, usually I like, have to do it when I know I'm not going to sleep that night anyway. Like, there's some nights where it's, like, 9 p.m., like, around now where I'm just, like, I know I'm not sleeping tonight. Like, I'm wide awake. Like, I just woke up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. I, I would do acid at, like, 8, 9 in the morning. So, like, by, like, 1 a.m., I'd be like, all right, I am can go to sleep now. More. But, yeah, shrooms I would do, like, 12, 1, 2 in the morning, you know. So then it's, like, I'm going to be doing breath work from, like, 2 to 6. And it's really like, uh, and then like you're up for that basically is your sleep. Yeah. That's what I mean. Or, and then, but it's like, that's what I mean. Like the, you know, going into the, the shadow part sleep anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. I like it because yeah, like the whole time, like, you know, if you sleep, you're not really like, like you know, it's not, you're not conscious in that, in that time. And it's kind of like, you know, sleep's kind of like a collection of all your unconscious behaviors. And like, it's kind of like a condensation of it. And like, yeah, I like that. I like how you yeah. say unconsciousness begets more unconsciousness. So you eat, you nut, you smoke, and then that all leads you to sleeping. Yeah, just like it's like, a, yep. And it creates this like, because it's like, it's almost like like the inception thing. Like, you know, sleeping is like, you know, time gets suspended or whatever. So you can have, you can experience a lot. Your body can go through a lot of experiences. So like you could be in a dream within a dream and be stressed out. And then your body could be releasing adrenal, adrenaline and all that just because, you know, your consciousness is in that. So it's like time gets suspended. So I'll be feeling like it's a condensation of the unconsciousness because you could be doing even more unconsciousness in your dream. It's so because times get suspended. So it really, you know, when you start bending time like that, I feel like, you know, that, that's kind of what happens. I feel like when you're doing psychedelics and, you know, or fasting extensively doing breath work, like while you're fasting extensively, kind of like the way the days melt and stuff, I feel like it time kind of like gets frozen and like, um, I just feel like, yeah, like, you know, all the unconscious actions in the day kind of accumulate into the shadow period at night when you're, you know, you're unconscious. But if you do the shrooms, then, you know, you're awake during that time when you're typically unconscious. So it's like you get to finally investigate this period, this collection, this landfill of unconsciousness. Yeah, it's like that, those like the liver emotional vomit at that time. Yeah, you know, and, and that whole experience, I feel like, you know, for me, I can feel like once, like, I feel like my liver is processing the shrooms is when I'm getting the visuals pour in, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I, I drink the shrooms, I'm doing the breath work, I'm just sitting there looking inside my head, you know, pretty much waiting for the show to start, and, you know, and uh, it's like gradually going and I can just feel it like, oh, the show is starting as like my, my liver pro and processes this, I can feel it in my liver. And like, it's like a liver experience and it's crazy. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it, 
I don't know. I, I like that end of it to where you can just investigate like all the unconsciousness where you're like, damn, this is, this is what I'm packing in here again. Yeah. I like the, the one video where you talked about like the organ clock and how basically like basically, this was when you told me to, to, to try out a sleep test where you just stay up all day for 24 hours and you kind of just analyze your cycles or investigate, like you said, your cycles throughout the whole day and see how your emotions and your thoughts and everything changes throughout different times of the day. And that stuff will teach you more about yourself than a lot, a lot of stuff on social media will. <laughs> yeah. Just paying attention, you know, just really being with yourself and paying attention and like, not just not feeling the void all the time and just being like taking that breath. Like I feel like psychedelics kind of is cool because um, when you, um, if we're like the space between breaths just feels so much larger to me on psychedelics like hmm. it feels like so much happens between each breath that it's almost just like damn I, I really can slow my life down and not just like have knee-jerk reactions if I just take a breath I can just really I have so many options or you know or realize that there is no option or whatever you know it's like if I just take that breath I feel like psychedelics kind of just show you that like the breath kind of gets stretched out and you're just like damn I had all these thoughts and I didn't make an action on none of them. You know, and I could I could be like this all the time. That <laughs> <laughs> word. I like that. So with your journey, I'm curious. Uh, what are you what are you doing consumption wise? Like you're on liquids or what are you up to these days? Yeah, you know, I you know, uh, I guess I, uh, I should probably um, clarify the 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 difference between like a vegan milkshake and a smoothie like because i you know I, I have more smoothies and juice than anything but i still have um like a, a vegan milkshake basically it's like i use like the coconut milk powder ice water and um the, the amazing grass um protein powder so that and three bananas so that would be um i would have that like you know what i mean so that, okay, that that's in it I, I feel like you know sometimes when people are like how do you maintain the weight i'm like it's like meal replacement I, you know i keep calling it a smoothie but i'm like it's really kind of just like a vegan milkshake yeah okay i feel that yeah usually so what, like, I, what i'd be doing for my smoothies is like just blend in a fruit like i'll put a papaya straight up in the blender and just drink that shit straight up but it don't feel like like a meal replacement at all it's not like heavy by any means but yeah, even that, no. I haven't really been doing lately. Like for this last month, it's really just been cucumber juice and coconut water. Like the coconut water here is just so good and so easy to get and so cheap. Like this one dude down the street just brings me a gallon in my glass jar. I got two glass gallon jugs and I just give him the empty one every day and he gives me the full one and he just fills them up and brings it right over. It's like the easiest thing ever. Five bucks. Can't beat it. So, I, I mean, a gallon of coconut water a day is a lot to be drinking. So like I already be like, full on that so the cucumber yeah, nah, is just yeah. for like some extra flavor whenever i'm like bored of the coconut water and pee <laughs> yeah no nah, i feel you man like um I, I um i'm definitely uh I, I definitely start every day with the celery juice like i do celery green apple and uh and cucumber with lemon juice start like if my when I, if i'm breaking the fast that'd be the first thing that i'm uh i'm gonna go to is, is that juice right now um, I mean, I'm, I'm far from everything, you know, so I can't like I kind of don't even want to fuel the fire of getting other things 
because then I'm going to just be getting other things. I'll be going to town more and I won't be doing as much breath work. Like, and like, it's funny, man, like how the breath work thing is. Like if I do a certain amount of hours, I have so much energy. Then it feels like I, I could have a smoothie or a vegan mm -hmm. milkshake. Or if I do so many hours, like, you know, I just feel so content. I don't want nothing. It's so funny how you kind of can go either way. In I some ways. Like, it's like what you were saying before. Sometimes you're like, I just want to get tired. I want the lethargy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even with psychedelics, man, like, I'll be like, you know, I'm going to do a heroic dose. So that means I need to get a certain amount of hours of breath work in a day. Then I get to the, I'll do all the breath work and I'll be like, you know what? I feel so good. I kind of don't want to do the psychedelics now. Hmm. Like every time, you know, like that, that, that happens like pretty much like half the time, you know, I think about doing, I mean, I've really been putting them off more and more now. Like I, I just be like, ah, you know, it's really, it's not that much different than what this is right now. Kind of as far as what this feels like, hmm. I don't know. Uh, and, and at the same time, I know if I just wait, then it'll be a better experience anyway. Like when I do I have feel that. More. Yeah. 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 I, I resonate with that too. With the, it's like a hit or miss sometimes with the breath work. I feel like it's like sometimes it even makes me more hungry or more thirsty or like more craving stuff. But I feel like that's only because like when I'm not doing enough of it. Like if I, if I feel like that after the breath work and then I just do more breath work, then I feel content. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. how it's been for me. And then sometimes I feel like, you know, you get, uh, if you're doing like it just all like the temperature really matters and then like you know a lot of stuff is really going into the fact you're you know it's factoring into it because you know you're taking on the air element you know and you want to still be in balance with what's going on in the moment you know at the mm -hmm. same time just to have harmony with what is around you so like kind of at different times in the year the breath work really does have to shift you know like as far as like taking more just single breaths i feel like in the winter like i'm definitely taking way more because i you know i have a, I have a colder winter so mm -hmm. like i just i take out like a lot more i'm doing a lot more single breath tumo like i'm not even doing any like any fast breaths in it i feel like um it has this benefit and it's great you know and then more towards the summer when it's hot i feel like i need that faster breath sometimes stuff. just to cool down just to yeah. cool down you know i need that shit just to cool down and it'll just and then I, i'll be able to go longer you know then and I just been comp I just will compensate that way. If I get like 20, 30 silent breaths in, I'm gonna be definitely out where here I'm at, it's like you know, 105 degrees. So like and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be drenched in sweat. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'd be like sweat, I'd be sweating, bro, during my sessions. I just jump right in the ocean after. Like I'll go to the beach and at least I got that breeze off the off the water, especially in the afternoon. It gets like mad windy here. So like that'll kind of keep me all right, but I'm still dripping sweat. And then I just hop right in the ocean right after and get that cool down right after. But honestly, like, that's a good point. I'm about to start doing more faster stuff a little bit because I've been kind of just like really going into the tumo, to be honest. Like, and I've been, I've been, like, I've been doing less inhale holds and just pretty much like almost all exhale holds. Like, I've been really enjoying the space between, like, really between the breath, like, only on the exhales and just like more yeah. in that space more. And, I'd be holding on the exhales for pretty long. Like I, I don't really time sessions that much anymore for myself, but I did, I made like a recording of myself, like with breathe, like just inhales and exhales. And then like I spaced them out. So it could be like one breath per minute. And then I just hold and wait for the breathing sound while I listen to my music. And I'm like over, like I stopped using it now. Cause I'm like overdoing it. It's like, if I breathe with the breathe with the one breath per minute, sometimes I feel like I'm even rushing it. 
but the sounds definitely add time to it too. Like when I was like timing myself more, it was like when I do the, the sounds, I definitely do like one, one breath per minute becomes like super easy when you do the, when you do the sounds without the sounds, it's a whole different game. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's, I mean, like, you know, really, that's what, what, what really turned me, man. That's what really got me to the point where I was like, I need an hour, you know, I need to really do extensive uh, sessions a day, every, you know, as much as possible. Cause uh, I just sat there and did breath work through the whole Tade, the whole Tade Jing audio book. And I was just like, yo, this is why, you know, it's suggested in the Medunetter, you know, as far as like having the silent breaths and not being able to hear them or whatever. And then the, the form and everything, like really just staying, you know, just staying disciplined, staying patient, getting 30, 40, 50 minutes in, an hour in. The way I was feeling, I was like, yo, I've never been, I've never been this at peace in my life, ever in my life. Like there's nothing been even close to this, you know? And um, yeah, I feel like uh, the, the more that you be able to control like your, you know, your temperature and stuff, the more that you'll be able to do silent breaths in different environments and for longer and stuff like that. But, um, I I've been, I've been really, I've been trying to do whatever I can to keep the, the silent breaths in, incorporated as much as possible still. Um, just cause even if I got to do stuff in the shade or whatever, whatever I got to do just to, so mm -hmm. it's, it's like comfortable. Cause I just feel like it's, it's the base. Yeah, I feel that. And I feel like balance between the two, between the faster and the slower stuff is obviously, you know, everything should be in balance. Like sympathetic and, and parasympathetic breathing should kind of have both have their time and place, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So with temperature control, I've heard you compare temperature control to pH control a lot. Um, you want to like dive into that a little bit? Yeah, man. Um, you know the the potential for hydrogen or whatever, man. The pH, man. Like uh, when when the when the pH is fluxing in different areas of the body, you know your body's heating up to burn stuff off in different areas. You know you're like, and then the blood is going to those areas, so it's getting even hotter because the blood is that you know it's heat. You know, so mm -hmm. it's just it you, your your pH is is just fluctuating, and in that moment of flux, like that's. That's basically the breach of homeostasis. Homeostasis is 98.6 degrees. And like, even though you might be at 98.6 degrees in the overall, like your liver, like, you know, you're, it's kind of like a car, you know? So like some area, you know, you, you've seen it where you like, your car heats up, you know what I mean? And it's not going to break, but it's, you know, it's heating up because of maybe what you're doing with it or whatever, idling too long. And it's kind of like the same thing, you know, like, uh, you, you're an organ is heating up with blood and just trying to burn off whatever is trying to burn off. And in that process, you know, um, people are doing things, you know, with no respect to that. So um, when the pH is lost, I mean, when, um, when the pH is fluxing like that and the homeostasis is lost and, um, and, you know, it, it's breached like that, then it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's all temp temperament, really temperature control. You know, as soon as the temperature control is, lo is lost, then the temperament is lost. And then it's just the nervous system, you know, because you're feeling everything with your nerves, man, with everything, whatever it is, hmm. even if it's empathy or whatever, it's all being felt with the nervous system. So and then the nervous system is regulated by the breath. So it's just it, when, it, when, it, 
nervous system is already again this is sebi man he's saying this stuff early on he's like man you know the nervous system the first thing that gives way you know is the nervous system when when starch or sugar hits the system like when certain things hit the system nervous system is the first thing is the front line getting banged up and like the more that you take on certain things you know the more that your nerves are just getting shot getting burned out getting fired out you know like and um makes them dull and numb and just just really dead you know just pretty much so um people don't know that they're heating up because of the numbness you know but mm. they're they're heating up in these different areas and then they the, I mean, they low-key know they'd be putting on air conditioning and shit. Yeah. And it comes, you know, it's just coming out in an unconscious way, you know. Yeah. They're saying, they're saying they're doing things, and it's really just like the temperature going up, and then, the, you know, the thoughts kind of just flare up because just like putting fire up under them. Hmm. Yeah, that's been, it's been probably like two years that I like really am like no air conditioning, like when I was living with my family in Jersey before I moved down here to the BR, um, like at night, I would be like shutting off the AC on them and they'd be waking up like, who's shutting off the fucking AC? Like, Nick, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's not me, bro. I didn't shut it off. You know, the whole time it was me shutting that shit off every day. I'm like, you motherfuckers sleep in an icebox. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I be too with the Wi-Fi. I be unplugging the Wi-Fi when I'm at my mom's house. <laughs> I'm at my mom's crib. She'd be like, hey, when you visit, you know, because everything is reset. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, every night, every night I'm like, I'm not sleeping in this shit. <laughs> every single time, bro. Yeah, that's so funny. All right, at least I'm not the only one who be like shutting shit off. <laughs> yeah, hell no, I'm not dealing with that, man. Yeah, yeah I'm not. not sleeping in your freezer, bro. Yeah, I'll be in Germany. I remember when I was in Germany, um, I was living in Germany and uh, I was living with these people at one point, and it was like, yo. You got to close the window at night. And I was like, I need fresh air. Yo, y'all turn the heat up too much, man. Like, it was cold <laughs> as a bitch, too. But, you know, uh, I was yeah, like, That dry I'll air start, from the I'll heat is something else, too, bro. The what? The dry air from, the like, having heat on in the house makes yeah. everything, like, you can't breathe. You wake up, like, your mouth is dry and shit. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and then I just be, and my thoughts be like that. Like, in a bottle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> That's how we feeling. I just got to open the window and I was just like, I, I, opening the window, falling asleep like that. Cause I was like, I don't care if I got to be in 30 covers. I'm not, I can't sleep with stale ass air. Facts. Yeah. All right. It's like, I can't, like, sleeping is breathing. So it's just pretty much like, I can't, I can't breathe with stale ass air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I don't want to do breath work in the fucking heater. This is horrible. Yeah. Feel like I'm in some Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, another thing that, that you mentioned quick that I've heard you mention before. Um, so when we were talking about psychedelics and you were saying you feel it in the liver and the visuals come more when you feel it like with the liver processing that. And then I've also heard you, I think it was in one of your books, maybe like, like maybe dark matters, dark energy, where you talk about, um, the liver being basically like the lens through which you look when you dream, like you're looking through your liver when you dream. So like, you want to share a little more on that? Cause that's like intrigued me for like, since I read that in that book, I don't even know how long ago, but I want to know more. Yeah. I feel like it, like that's like the, the movie screen, like it's being, you know, the, the, the projection is coming, you know, top down or whatever from the halo or whatever through the pineal and down. And I feel like it is being displayed on the liver. 
And, you know, depending on like the environment of the liver, which is really determine the environment of the dream and, and, the, and the psychedelic experience. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I guess it makes sense because the liver is the biggest too. It is like a big screen. <laughs> and it's like the filter, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like the filter, like, you know, it, it's kind of like the, yeah, like everything is, is going through that. Like, and it's like, it's funny. Cause you know, you're looking at like a uh, light, the way, you know, we're looking at light getting flipped or whatever by our brains or however you want to look at it. But like, it's like getting projected from the inside out, the light or whatever. We're, we're seeing what our brains and everything. And it's just like, it's just kind of like looking at a, um, like a movie screen. How if, like if you were to go behind the movie screen, it would be like a flip version of the movie. Like you would be seeing the movie backward, you know, and it's kind of like how like life is like the below the liver is the backwards lower self the body or whatever, the lower chakras or whatever you want. Like that's all like a flipped image. And it's like the same thing kind of like representing like the body being like a flipped image of the soul or whatever you want to look like. It's everything being like the reflection. Interesting. Like it, yeah. So and I like how you said a human body is like an upside down tree. It's like a flipped tree. Yeah. You know, it, and it's like a paradox. It's like a walking paradox. Cause like, yeah, like, uh, you know, the, the limbs are the, the legs and, and arms and everything. And the the brain and spine is like the the seed and sprout or whatever, and so that would be like the flip version. And you know, you can look at it the obvious other way, I guess. You know, people call either way you call your midsection your trunk. Hmm. So uh, I don't know the the tree references is there, but yeah, like it to me is a uh, it's it's wild, man. It's really uh, it's a wild thing. Yeah, the tree thing and the whole the nervous system looking like. The inside of trees and everything is really dope, man. Or yeah. root system. Nervous system just looks like a root system. Facts. Same way. I like I like how you compared it to rivers too. Like talking about no forests on flat earth. Um, about how like all those those rivers are basically just ancient root systems of big ass trees and how that's the same shit with our with our nervous system and with and our blood vessels pretty much look the same too, which is just super dope. Everything's a reflection of everything. Yeah, yeah, everything is everything. Yeah, there yeah. Is. <laughs> truly, man. All right, dope. So, another thing I want to ask you about is um, I mean, nothing specific, but just like a topic, I guess, is just like solitude. Like, I know you be living out there, like, kind of on your own. Um, and I kind of resonate with that, and I'm kind of here on my own. And I'm interested to see your perspective because. I feel like a lot of people who are um, at least like in the community that follows me on Instagram, like everyone is very community oriented. And for some reason myself, I feel like I almost prefer not to isolate myself like always, but like I prefer being by myself to being with people. And I feel like if anybody resonates with that, it's you. So I'm kind of interested in hearing your perspective on this. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it took a it took a while, like in a lot of ways, I guess, like, you know, my body kind of reached different points too. It was really like a lot, a lot of my body, like in my positioning. I guess I knew real young that I what I wanted, you know. I remember like even kind of visualizing and drawing it up, you know. I like to draw and my mom was an art major or whatever, so I was into drawing. And I really feel like that helps, man. Like as far as people saying manifestation, like if you could draw it. I used to love drawing back in the day too, bro. And painting. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if you could draw it, man, you really can see it. And uh um, and so yeah, it was like I got I came upon this place where I'm at now, this uh 
property. And um, when I, like, you know, when I first got here, you know, I was 21, you know, uh, I, I just didn't have the patience, man. And it's just so quiet, maybe dead quiet. You know, I was not used to that, like just having that lack of stimulation. And it just let me know how many voids it was in me, you know, and that I was just filling, you know what I mean? And like my thoughts just were so much more loud. It just amplified because it was nothing else. It was just so silent that my thoughts was like <laughs> yelling. <laughs> so, Interesting. I love how you keep comparing it to thoughts because I don't know why I never thought of it like that. But now as you're saying it, I'm realizing that that's definitely how I feel too. Like when I am like, understimulated or, or less stimulated than I'm used to. Like I totally feel it's like literally the thoughts just as much as it is the emotions. I mean, I'm definitely still getting emotional vomit, like no other, but it's like intellectual vomit too. It's like the thought, like old thoughts even come back too. like, I've been remembering old shit and like old ways that I used to think about things. Like when I was a kid, it's crazy. This whole detox process, bro, is a trip in itself. It really is. Truly, man. Like I've been learning about um, like some movement stuff. I've been working with this trainer um, who's got this new philosophy that it's pretty new, like within the last five years, it's called Dota. And basically like they just kind of reverse engineered some of the most, uh, the athletes with the most longevity, like Michael Jordan, like a, bu a bunch of different dudes um, and worked out like a system, whatever. So I'm learning, I'm learning that system. It's pretty dope. And part of their thing is like keeping the feet close and squatting. And, you know, until you build that level of like hip mobility, you, you're pretty much like, you can only really do it up on your toes on the outside of your foot. So you can't really be like with your heels down. Cause you don't have that suppleness yet. But like, I was thinking back to when I was a kid at in school and I used to stand on the chair like that. So I got like a, vis a vivid ass dream, like early this morning where I was literally like standing in my chair, like squatting in my chair. And I remember like I creased my brand new Air Force Ones on the first day of school because I couldn't sit in the fucking chair and I was squatting on my chair. My teacher was like bugging out. She's like, why are you standing in your chair? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not comfortable. It's the only way I'm comfortable. Leave me alone. And they like called my parents and all this shit saying like I'm standing in the chair. And I don't know why. Like I remember that. It must have been like fourth grade, literally. And like it's weird like that memory just like comes back like from the fasting and from like doing mad breath work and like stretching out like moving my body standing in similar patterns like i guess because i've been squatting a lot recently doing that it kind of like spurred up that memory like knocked some shit loose in me yeah how it happens yeah, yeah so like your tongue got, cool, some got reconnected yeah yeah man some um, of those wires got pushed back together yeah is there no yeah i think any practice man whatever whatever uh practice that's like a daily practice is going to just teach you something like everything is everything. So, you know, one thing is everything, you know, whatever you master, you kind of master everything kind of shows you, gives you insight on everything. If you really master anything. Facts. It's like with the asana, um, how like they really say in yoga, like not to practice all of them, but just to master one asana. And if you can sit in one for like a certain amount of hours or whatever, then you you'll know everything there is to know. Yeah. Cause I mean, ultimately I guess you just want full circulation. Hmm. Whatever brings it brings that about. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, man, as far as being alone, man, I I feel so many different ways about him. That's why I mean you should probably read the Medu Netter, man. He talks about like polygamy and stuff in there. Um hmm. this is what I, I want to talk to you about. 
Yeah, yeah, Marinetta is dope, man. I mean, it makes it like raise a lot of good points, but like, I don't know. Uh, I think it was dinner for schmucks when the guy was like, uh, what did he say? He was like, oh man, you know, uh, she's a she's a lioness man and, and you're a penguin man you know because like penguins are monogamous okay <laughs> you know and it's like you can't mate a lion with a penguin and it's just i feel like yes yeah, kind of maybe true in the people like you know some people are penguins you know some people mm. are not <laughs> yeah i mean there's been different times in my life where i've been one and the other like when i was a lot younger like 17 to like 19 i was definitely all over the place and then like just like I mean, it was all unconscious, so take that as you will. But I mean, I was just like doing what again, what everything I could get, and it was a lot different than once I got a girlfriend, which was like I was like 19, and then I'm still with her. You met her, Jules, the day that I met you. Um, it's been a whole different experience, and it's been just as awesome. I mean, I would say it's been better because it's more conscious and like to practice Tantra, like with one person, like with the semen retention and doing different things. Like we'd be like linking up doing healing sounds and like massaging each other and all different, like all different, like kind of energy cultivation type stuff. And it's been cool to like kind of refine the skill with one person and really figure yourself out by looking at the same mirror, I guess, every day. Um, but I could totally see how like polygamy would be dope too. Like I could totally see how you learn, <laughs> like you would like you would learn more about other like learn more about yourself by looking through other lenses through looking at other reflections of you too. So I feel like either way, like there ain't no wrong way to do it. You know what I mean? I feel like both is dope. Yeah. It's more of like preference. I mean, like if you're single and you're not in a relationship. And you're sexually active, you know, you kind of like a polygamist by default in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. But like, um, uh, I don't know. I feel like as far as like committing to someone, yeah, like, I, um, that's a tough one, man. Like polygamy, I feel like I would do polygamy for the children. I wouldn't do polygamy for like threesomes or having multiple chicks. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it might it might get there, but I, I wouldn't pressure that. You know what I mean? I feel like if I had if I had multiple chicks like that was really like selfless and we all just wanted to like be part of like ushering in, you know, really teachers in a lot of ways. Cause I feel like if I had a child, I'll just like kind of just observe them. And, like, you know, because I feel like they would just think if, if I if I had a child and naturally and then you know, just observe, like, you know, how many, like, how are you breathing? You know what I mean? Like, how is this how, you know, because yeah, really, like, you know, I really want to see, like, how it's supposed to look. Like, yeah, like, really how you breathing? Like, how you moving? Like, what what are you up to? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I, I want to study studying. you. <laughs> yeah, I would just be studying. It would be such great teachers if you just got out of their way, you know, like, if somebody got out of our yeah. way, like, I just feel like, you know, you just be, be there to, like, you give them a physical boundary, you know, when there's physical ramifications, then you're there for that but like you know yeah, like don't I feel let like everything fall else off the cliff but like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you know i feel like you're you provide physical boundary but yeah besides that like you know they you know you gotta let, let them have their process or they'll never learn and then they just hate you for not letting them learn <laughs> makes sense so yeah yeah man so I, I think it would be dope if you had multiple women with different talents i'm talking about dope women man so like mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe, and if like maybe one spoke a language and the other one spoke a language and say, if you got like kids by multiple women, like, you're like a team where you, they would learn all the languages. That's pretty dope. And then they, all the kids would accent each other, you know, they'd all like, if the mom had like a skill and then they would all be sharing the skills. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I feel like it'd be, it'd be cool. They'd be cool that way. I def, you know, you, that whole creative, creative process would be really rewarding. I feel like. I definitely resonate with that perspective. hundred percent. The only thing I would see as a challenge is like finding multiple women who are kind of about that in today's. I know. And you can only, world. you can only impregnate one person at a time, even though people say that you want, you know, you can impregnate multiple people. I would really like to like, you know, do one at a time. Yeah. And give it some space so that yeah. I can regenerate some, you know, and then I would want, I wouldn't mind it being in the same year, but I, I needed to be, I need to give it some space. Like it would have to be in some space <laughs> because yeah. that would be nice if the kids, like, cause nobody can do that, man. Like you can only get one chick pregnant at a time. Imagine if you stay with her, then you can't get her pregnant again for nine months. So if you got three chicks pregnant in the same year, then all the kids pop out at the same time. And then like, say they're all just mad, like just majestic as fuck and incredible as fuck. And you just not in their way. And you're just showing them like, you know, breath work because you just do it. And you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's in your life. They just love watch it. you and flow like, yeah. Yeah, they would just make each other super strong. They would be so strong and so like accented from each other, like because you know what I mean. So they would. Interesting, it be like, like with them being the same age and shit too. Like they would all come out like the same time, and then they'd all like be like realistic, like not competition, yeah. but like they would push each other to like you know make each other better and whatnot. Yeah, and like and flow would, flow together and play with each other instead of just being like one kid like by himself. Yeah, and then you got four babysitters. You got you got more babysitters. <laughs> than, you know what I mean? It's more Back. people that can watch the kids. Yeah, it's like. It works. And then you got four incomes. True. Like, you know, you got mad people with different multiple baby moms and baby dads, and they're not letting the kids see each other. And they brothers and sisters with somebody or half brothers and sisters. Like, you know, all that type of, just all that separation. And yeah, they pull, like they pull their, it's like polygamy, but in the dumbest way. Yeah. Or like, if you're going to do it like that, at least like, don't fuck the kids over and keep them separate like that. I feel like that's the only reason like you do for, that. Like, like beef. Yeah. I don't see, I don't really see a point in like man and woman being together besides creation. Honestly, I don't, I really don't feel like, you know what I mean? Honestly, I feel like it, you gotta be like having some type of project or creating something, like something like, I, as far as like, if I'm just banging you, it's just not like, I, there's no, I, there's nothing, there's no production. There's, there's no nourishment. Yeah. There's nothing like really like to keep it going. There's not, yeah. It's just like, and I mean, the way that most people think of sex, it's more of like a depleting thing than a, like a nourishing thing. So for most people, I would say that if there's no creation involved, it's definitely just like 100% just straight up depleting. And even like kind of stuff where like, you know, like a relationship where like, like at least with me and Jules, like it hasn't been as good when she's working on something and different than me, we're not really like working on the same thing. Like when we're both up to something and we're both like onto something, the relationship is just so much more fun and so much more fulfilling. Where like, when we're kind of separate, we're like, all right, you do your thing. I'm gonna do my thing. Like, all right, whatever. You know, like when, when that misalignment is there, there's totally like weird tension, no matter what. I feel like that's gotta be in any relationship. Yeah. You know, the challenges is how you, uh, grow and become stronger so you know they should be welcomed and everything but you know people um people don't be having the same principles so it really just comes down like the same like uh value system or whatever you want to call it um hmm. the things that people have faith in you know some people have faith in the stock market some people have faith in but if you you know if your faith yeah. don't match 
it's like hmm. you can't it's not gonna work you know some people I like, like say about space too like if you you know if you want to see how much like how, like the strength of your relationship give each other space and it'll just show itself yeah yeah i mean that's it's like the pleasure delay thing you know you the more that you don't touch is like when you touch again it's just that much better and you appreciate it more and it's just you're more present for it like it's just like flavors uh numb the taste you know the more flavors the more you you get numb to taste the more you know it, you need more and you need more and, mm. and it just becomes more numb and then everything just becomes hyperized facts yeah like when we first started dating it was just like we were both still on like i was still on stupid shit eating like shit drinking alcohol all the bullshit and it was more like an everyday thing and now it's more of like a every now and then thing. Like when we're just like, you want to like, you know, whatever. It's more like, not like we don't crave it. Like it's some drug. It's like something like, all right, we both got a chill night. Like whatever you want to like, whatever. It's more, <laughs> yeah. it's more yeah. flowy. It's not like a, it's not like a forced thing. Like, all right, it's six o'clock. You want a pipe now? Like, you know, all right, I'm back. I'm back from class. Class is over. Like, what's up? You know, it's yeah, not yeah. so like yeah. scheduled and so like, you know, like, whatever and i mean most of the time it'd be like just breath sessions where we don't even like we're not even linking up like that but sometimes the breath work be like kind of making us want to just link up and do it because the shit just feels good <laughs> like doing breath work like hooked up to somebody is like a whole different game uh yeah it's nice man i mean just even having people around anything you know like i, I was talking to somebody about this the other day like just having the female principal around, having females around, like I just do more. Th- I do more. I, you know what I mean? Honestly, I would mm. be. Yeah, I just be more. I don't know. I just be more conscious of certain things, and I just be more. I take more care of things. Like just from them being around, it doesn't matter if it's like a 70, 80 year old woman. You know, I'm not even mm. trying to be like that with her. You know what I mean? But just her presence, the female presence, it just had me like more conscious of things. And I just be, you know, I don't know. Just it, it'd be making me better. You know what I mean? Just having, you know, I don't know. I don't. You don't gotta. You know, obviously, you don't gotta bang them all. I mean, yeah, I can't disagree with that. I, I have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, like not every exchange has to be like lo- like sexual like that. Um, I yeah. mean, no, I know I that's like what I'm really saying. Like, I, in the word sexual with creative. So like, I guess everything should be sexual, but not everything should be like intercourse, like lust, like physical sexual. Yeah, you know, it should be already refined into certain areas and not yeah. in a raw, not in a raw sex. Yeah, way. I posted something. I found this meme. It was like, you know, when you, when you take her out and whatever, and then you get back home and she expects sex from you. And it's like a, it's like a dude, like with the, with the face, like what the fuck, man. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. No, man. I don't know, man. I, I'm honestly, I'm kind of bad at relationships, man. So I'll be, you know, I don't know. I, it's kind of a funny thing. I don't, I don't know if continuing to engage in it, it makes it worse or, makes it better <laughs> i don't know so i just be like i just be accepting i just be accepting what comes man honestly like and yeah like i don't know I, I i don't rule nothing out you know like i wouldn't rule out having kids i wouldn't rule out not having kids i wouldn't rule you know all of it whatever it is you know what I mean? i'm not gonna fight to make something happen but um yeah man like it's crazy like i, I think about this shit all the time like, as far as like the um the solitude thing i'd be like damn like I got to really, uh, you know, it's always because things start to feel like you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't, when you deal with people, like once you 
erase your sensitivity really and it's like to like to still you know you're dealing with you you're a person you're going to be dealing with people you're dealing with you so it's like you're going to deal with your reflections and like it's just going to be there it's always going to be there but like ah man like yeah that whole that whole concept of like everybody being your reflection and everything being your reflection like if you really take that deep and start seeing like everything as a reflection, it's trippy as fuck, yo. Like no matter what, it's like, all right, this is representing some part of me. Like I forget what it makes me not want to respond to nothing. It makes me not want to respond to nothing. It makes me really just want to be still and really, really be still and not be still like sit on a, like a lump on a log all day. Like I just want to like be doing things that's like, so in accord with life that if it's like stillness because it's like there's no resistance my body's moving with hmm. it's supposed to be doing like so it's like a, yeah so i'm still on the inside still and i feel like if i did like i feel like if i was to do that i always wonder like if i'm being too hard on myself or or what because i always wonder like if i was to really just put the phone down and you know just like have microgreens out here juice microgreens and like grow oats and make almond uh, oat milk or something and just like live off of that shit i was really to do that and like turn off and just close off and do it you know and just stay up here like would somebody of equal resonance just arrive you know i always wonder like should i just like should i just test that you know i always wonder that's a cool idea it's a cool idea i feel like maybe yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I just feel like because life always kind of puts like likeness together, you know what I mean? Like life be putting things together, like, you know, from what I've observed, you know, I've seen it like, you know, happen. Like I've seen creation or the creative process through other people and stuff. I just feel like how life, I've seen how life, it's like it's aware of you and it's aware of what you're aware of. And it's like mm-hmm. life is constantly just doing things in a selfless way to make things like unify in some way, shape or form. Like, cause unification brings the growth and the evolution and then the transcendence from the experience. You know what I mean? Unification is like the basis. Like you're unifying your left and right hemispheres, you're unifying all your organs or whatever. And then you go on to different levels of unification and that's just different levels of you evolving. Like whether you like run a ministry of Buddhists or something, whatever it is, and you got like a bunch of people, you're all balanced and you have a larger balance. The larger the balance becomes, the greater the evolution for everybody. And it's just, you know, it just amplifies it. So the unification is what brings evolution. So it's just like, at this point, it's funny, like, I don't know when I'm tampering, like, am I tampering trying to force the unifications or, you know, if, you know, um, if I really just lay back, am I missing thing? You know, so funny, like with that, like, as far as the, the unification thing goes like because i know like every part of me wants to unify with you know uh either i don't know like, i don't like to say a up or a down thing but like with greater things like that's like the likeness of anybody on the way you know on the integral way or whatever like you're trying to unify with you know however you want to look at it like you know whatever anything anything uh complete or great or enduring or immortal like you don't want to be separate from it it's like a unification process like and I just, I, I feel like that's where all the growth is coming from. Like just going through that unification and like we reach different periods of it where like, yeah, you might hit the DMT or a different point of breath work where everything's aligned and then everything's unified. 
So then you get that like brief moment of unification and then like you literally like grow. It's like a cathartic moment with yourself. And like, I think, yeah, it's just, you know, just unification is really what every like part fiber of us wants to do. Like it's just, you want to unify with the creator. And then through that, you know, with that from there, it's like, okay, unify with the creator, that's point A. And then it's like, okay, so how can I fully experience the creator? Like, to where it's not separation, where I can feel the, you know, the, the will of the creator through me and the presence, where it's no, it's no separation to where I am the creator. You know, how can I do this process, you know, and what is for me, you know, because I guess like some people, some artists and stuff, they die young, they have no kids or whatever, but they created things that changed the world or whatever. That's what they were supposed to create. But so it's funny, like, you know, figuring it out, like, you know, I mean, the whole process of like realizing, you know, what's 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 for you and what's not for you it's like you have to just be vulnerable enough to be open for creation in some way or another like hmm. you know whether it be like drawing something and like you know hating it or having it people you know putting it at risk of other people hating it or whatever it's like that like stepping into that vulnerability is what makes you really invulnerable the more you hmm. do it makes sense and, yeah i, I just like feel like more yeah, vulnerability so like, makes you invulnerable. That is, that yeah, is yeah. Taylor Bud wordsmithing at its best. <laughs> yeah, man. And so, so the, yeah, that's what I mean. Like with the females, it's a tough thing. Like somebody that could really be that selfless, that could be, you know, really um, wanting to experience in themselves through the children and through creation and um, just fulfilling that process or that end of the deal of the bargain or whatever you know what i mean like if they really want to do that and like you know it's like uh if everybody would have to do less like less is more you know you have more people everybody would have to do less you know and if you you know if you do it right if you do it wrong then it'll be like quadruply as hard <laughs> so, yeah i think you, you, you posted know. that too recently yeah yeah relationships is twice as hard or twice as easy like yeah one other person yeah, man. So if everything's clicking, then everything, you know, is twice as easy. Everything's right. But if it's bad, then you both, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's twice as hard. And um, it's, you know, people just, it's tough trying to find somebody that will, that you really genuinely want to weather certain things through. Like, if you're going to be with somebody, they're going to, if you're really going to be with them, man, you're going to be going through, like, their siblings dying, your siblings dying, like, all that kind of stuff, you know? And, you know, if you, like, weigh it like that, I feel like you could just like weed it out. Like this person not gonna be around. They're not gonna really, you know what I mean? Like I shouldn't even waste my time because <laughs> my siblings and shit, they're gonna die. So why am I why am I wasting my time? I might as well just be focused on the people that, you know, um give me better feedback. Hmm. More complete feedback. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by this um the polyamory thing with like multiple women having kids and having like a team like that. I think that's super fucking dope. I feel like any any guy who can pull that off in today's society, like I tip my hat to that guy. I know. I mean, if it was just one, no, I was like, if some chick just, you know, don't get me wrong, like I'm open for surprises. Some chick just came sweep, sweep me off my feet. I wouldn't be singing that tune. But <laughs> I feel <laughs> but, you know, this is where I'm at, you know. So it is what it is. But yeah, and like I feel like I've seen these cycles. I just be wondering if like certain things are really to be broken like i you know i don't know i don't know it is to be seen but um when it comes to like certain cycles with females it's crazy bro i kind of wanted to talk about that like 
Um, <laughs> like now, like um, it's just like being remote. Everything being remote now, like this, like it's different when you you know in person. I feel like it was different, man. Like you really, you have to like cultivate a personality in order to go through that whole process. Of, you know what I mean? Meeting somebody in person, and now people don't. Even, it's like it's like they haven't. Even, they don't even cultivate personality no more. And it's like, that's some easy shit to cultivate for one. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I, I just feel like, um, like shit being at this distance and remote, like people are like frozen in time and you would not be able to do that. Like, you know, if you saw the girl at the bank or something, you would have to be in your window of time, your opportunity and the alignment would have to be right. And now it's like, people are like frozen in time and it gives you this perception of like all these options. And you know, a lot of it's not even really options. It's not even really real. Like, you could do certain things, I guess, you know, but the gas tank is going to just be like a lot shorter. I feel like, you know what I mean? And, and, I, and who, I don't know. I want to take a bunch of short trips kind of at this point. Like, it'd be nice to have something with some endurance because, yeah, like, you know, getting older, you know, people are going to die around you. You don't really want to waste time with people that's not going to be around. Hmm. So, like, um, I just feel yeah. like it was shit being at a distance. Um, it's just wild, yo, like, because... People will, it's like, I've seen the waves of it, but I just, you know, I know it's ultimately me. Like I'll reach out, I'll shoot my shot to, a, you know what I mean? Whoever, whatever, shoot my shot. To, it's always sporadic into a bunch of people because you're casting a wide net. It's online. It's not like I could do this. It's not like I could ever do this. If we was in public, I'd have to like, you know, do it another way. It had to be like more real. If it had to be more organic way of like shooting my shot. So you'd be shooting you know your mean? shot on Instagram and shit more than like in person? Well, cause you'd be pretty isolated out there. So I'm yeah, dog. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not around anything. And then I was in, you know, out here in California, it was super locked down. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, and that shit, and that's the thing, man. I remember, I remember being on Tinder just to have the promotional aspect of it. I never was on there. I remember getting on Tinder and looking at like after COVID, I was like, yo, there's some like, these chicks are straight on here. Like the, the, the standards <laughs> is down. These chicks should not be on Tinder. What is going on? Like, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> I don't know. Like I've seen, you know, I just, you know, it's just crazy where it's at. So I just feel like shit's so remote and it's like, they're trying to control the breeding. I feel like ultimately it's they're trying to control the breeding and they, they're controlling all the plants. They're controlling the breeding of all of that shit. They want to control. They've already got, you know, controlled the breeding to a large extent, but they really want to control it now because they can kind of control who you can see and who you can't see. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways, like, yeah, facts. so if you control so the breath of what you're, what you're putting in your body and shit, yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, man, you know, I'd be trying to feel like, you know, man, I guess you have faith, you can break through it, you know what I mean? You do, you do the right amount of breath work or whatever and the right amount of acceptance and detox, then I guess you maybe will break through and somehow you will beat the system, beat the algorithm or whatever. But it's a lot, you know what I mean? At this point, like, it's tough, man. Like, it's tough, man. Everybody's pretty much, like, solidified online. Yeah, it's like a video, like, life is, like, turning into a video game at some point. You got to, like, beat the game to get out of it. You got to play the game to beat the game to get out of the game. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, the thing being not in the moment, it's in the second dimension, is, like, less in the moment. Yeah. So, like, so it's, like, not in the moment. So, like, you know, if you shoot if you shoot your shot or a bunch of people shoot their shot to you, then you communicate with them or whatever. And then, like, you know, people be in their life. They're in their matrix life. So, like, it's not like you met them in person in your real actual radius or something. So, mm -hmm. like... It's like you, you know, it's not parasite. you met their like, they're yeah. created to represent them. Yeah. Yep. You know, and um, I just be looking at it like, man, like, 
it, since it's done this way, where, you know, it's such a wild thing, man, what it does. It, make, it gives people this idea of choice. It's almost like an idea of power. People swiping and stuff like that. I was like, damn, this is really like, makes you feel like you have control, like over things that you kind of don't. Because like when things, when things ain't supposed to work out, they just don't, man. Really, like it really is the alignments. Like you're just gonna, your life is just events and you can just make the most of them. It's like you you're watching like you, the movie through the lens of like your avatar. Like I'm not Nick, I'm just watching the movie of Nick's life through his, through his body. Yeah, like yep, yeah, it's just events, man. And like certain ingredients is there, and then they can they can be present and they'll arrive, they'll show themselves, and you know, I mean you can make the most of that of those events. And you know, the next event is gonna happen regardless, you know, irrespective. It's like the breath is going to happen one way or another. You might as well make the most of the breath that is gonna happen. Hmm. Like, I mean, so it's like it's happening, it's happening regardless of your opinion or whatever. The breath is gonna happen. So the more you you know, this is the breath, the virtue, it's the way of virtue, you know what I mean? So it's like really like you know. That's the the whole Tao Te Ching thing is like the way of virtue. And it's just like you're making the most of things, making the most of the breath. And then all your actions and all that and thoughts will just follow that. Like, how can I make the most of things? How can I make the most of things? And I just feel like it's just it's just different. Like, I don't know, man, when shit's just not in the moment, man. And like you get like when you're doing it like that, man, because people will connect in, in like sporadic ways, you know, and people will be like in relationships or like fuck ships or whatever you want to call it, like, you know and yeah situation yeah you know people be in that and so you you be um you know you hit them and they be intrigued or whatever and then it might blow over for like six months they you know get out of the relationship or whatever and that and say that happens to multiple people and then people got like a scheduling issue is what i'm saying so then like people you don't know like especially for me i'm this remote like you know i i gotta i'm gonna i have to really like schedule it like all right when can you come when can this happen and when can you come when can this you know like and it's like I don't know. Like, I, I want to be fair at some level, like to myself and to these other people. And I'm getting everything in like waves because it's all like algorithm based. Mm. So I'm never really I'm never really getting one. It's not holistic in a lot of ways because I'm never really getting one girl at a time. So I'm split because I'm not really like being completely present in my life, you know, and in ways I'm like, damn, this is crazy how this ripple has got this far. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. it's really wild. Yeah, like it, it's like it's wild, you know, like uh, I just seen it like, you know, just judging from my you know history. I really wasn't doing it consciously, you know, but looking at it from an unconscious, you know, which is just the demon. You know, that's really, you know, the, the, the shadow or whatever, the 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 uninhabited parts of the body that was operating. Like just looking at that, you know, those drives and the way I was being like just really like energy based, man. Like it really is like so, so energetic, like the attention thing. It's such an energetic thing, man. Like people be like, if you really stop and put the phone, put the phone down and stop taking pictures, like you really kind of go through a withdrawal because you're not even getting the energy you were getting. You have to really start to do breath work and do other things to cultivate energy because you're not even, you're not getting it. Like, yeah, no fasting, doubt. Your phone is a whole different, is a whole different monster than fasting from food for sure. I try, yeah. I, I try to do like a three day one, like a week ago or two weeks ago. And I was like, yo, this shit is hard. I, I tweeted. I was like, I told myself I was going to do a three-day phone fast. Here I am on my phone tweeting about how hard this phone fast is. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck. It's tough, man. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like you said, it's just your screen is all crystals. I, I don't know where you said that, but, you know, your screen is all crystals, and crystals are just, like, energy portals. So, like, you're literally getting energy in through that. Yeah. Like, it's that's it, man. Relation. Yeah, man. Like it really is, you know, it really is like you're, get, you're getting energy, but you're not getting it like 
you're really giving more. It's a losing game for you in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like you're putting your avatar out there and getting vamped. You're vamping your own avatar. It's like you're getting the scraps of your energy. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways, like if you're just totally self-sufficient in every way to where you didn't need nothing, you know what I mean? Like you just were really like, you know, totally self-sufficient and not even needing attention from people. I just wonder how that would go. Like, as far as like how you would attract things, like, cause life would really start to bend with you because you're not separate from it. Mm. Like, I feel like if you just would go off the, the map, like somebody would probably try to find you physically and then it would just go from there. And then, you know, they'd go to the next step and the next step and the next step. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny. Like, I, I just, uh, I'm just saying like, what I was getting back to, you know, cause I got off the trail a little bit, but I, I really wanted to say like, reaching out to multiple people, I would always get multiple back. And it just keeps happening like this to where, you know, it, it makes it, it makes it impossible. Yo, like, I really feel like it makes, it's at a point where it's like, it's like damn near impossible at this point. Like, cause you feel like you have so much more access than you, than you really would otherwise not have. And I really feel like it's one option kind of in a lot of ways, like, Whatever is for you is meant and it's already here and everything. And I'd be wondering, like, if it is just like one girl that's just like me, that's on the other side or whatever, like of this uh, being that is me and her, like we're just one being. You know, I'd be always wondering, like, yeah. you know what I mean, and I, and I like I'm feeding off of her, she's feeding off of me, but it's all unconscious. And like, hmm. other people just get in the way of that flow, and those would just be the people that I'm banging at the moment or whatever, and her too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe I'm just the one that's shitty and she's straight and I'm just making people. Like, well, no, if she's if she's you, then she'd be doing the same thing. That's what I feel like. I feel like, yeah, I feel like everything everything will be understood and I'll be like, all right, I don't feel no shame. I can't judge you. I can't expect, I can't, I can't judge you and expect you not to judge me. Yeah, I feel that. And I, I like in there was one video, I don't remember what it's called, from your YouTube where you talk. It's probably like 16 or 17 minutes long. Like it's one of my favorite videos of yours. Um, where you talk about like uh, the feminine and masculine being like men and women, like the man is more ethereal, the women is more earthly. Um, I, I remember that you said that in the same video and you were talking about this as well, how like the more that you come into alignment with yourself of, of like your true essence of yourself, that you're closer to basically like attracting your, your reflection of your, of your true essence of your true self. So it's like the more that you get everything out of the way, that's not you the more that you make, well, I mean, everything's you, but more that that's not really in alignment with you. You make, you make space for like to attract that, that reflection of yourself. I forget what video that is that you said that. I mean, it definitely wasn't word for word, but that was like the overall. I, I don't know if it's um like, you know, for everybody, but you sound muffled for me right now. Oh, uh, for real? Yeah. I can hear what you just said though. I was just saying it before I started talking. I don't know if it's muffled. Like, or is that like a new thing? Have I been muffled the whole time or just like just you know, since you started talking about this right now with the male and the female and everything and the whole like true. attraction uh, you process? Hear, you hear me better now? A little bit better, yeah. All right, wait, let me I'll turn it up. Still the same, better? Uh it's straight. All right, we're all right, so Let's see. Anything else you want to say on this before we move on? It's pretty much just like one or two things I want to cover after this. Um, I don't have nothing in mind. Let me know. I mean, what's, what's up? What you got? All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is parasites. So I really like the concept of like, you know, how the parasites are you. 
And people think that it's like kind of like an opposition that the parasites are like, you know, like something you have to fight against when really like they are just reflecting you and that the parasites don't like, you don't catch them. Like they don't crawl up your ass when you're sleeping. Like they manifest to consume the stagnating energy in your body on different sides of the pH scale. So, um, and this is, this is what you said. So I guess kind of we could dive into that. And then I also want to kind of hear you go into a little detail on how, which I resonate with hundred percent, how like pictures, you know, a picture is a parasite because you're not the same person that you were in that picture, even two seconds ago after, after you took that or like how your social media platform page is a parasite of you. So, you know, how it's a parallel site. So pretty much just like anything you want to mention on that, because I have a lot of people talk to me about parasites and ask me about them after I share some stuff from you and after, after I post about it. So I feel like people would find some value in hearing what you have to say on that. Um, all right. Uh, the, the, that's the, that's the thing, man, about the meta netter, man. Got to read that, man. I really feel like it's, it's a great book for that. Uh, oh, that's in there too. Shit. Yeah, I, do man, to, uh, I do have to read it, yo. Yeah. The, so now nah, basically like, you know, uh, as far as talking about like your, uh, your Merkaba or whatever, your, uh, your light body, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm that uh you know you got the it's like the tree of life you know you've seen it yeah and uh that, that sacred geometry of like how you know i guess you could flip it into the flower of life or whatever however how people do it or whatever it's mad ways of looking at this man like the upper tree of life and the roots for the tree of life but yeah i've seen you post different yeah. ones too. yeah but um as far as the tree of life thing like if you know if you're reading the meta netter it just talks about like the different centers of the body you know and the different uh faculties of those centers and each center has this uh, shadow and uh, and light side to it. So, like, you, if you use a faculty correctly, then you know, um, if you balance two, if you balance two faculties, because there is like the triangles. You know, you have the three triangles. You know, and uh, if you balance the left and the right, then you um, then you don't. You basically just don't have parasites. When it's not balanced, it's pretty much just like an abuse of power. Because like that's what every weakness is: is an abuse of power. So it's just an abuse, abuse, abuse strength. Like, like say like the, the one part of the Merkaba, one part of your, uh, your light body, your tree of life body is the imagining faculty or whatever. And like, you know, that has, has the benefits of like, yeah, you can imagine, you know, you can manifest things or whatever with your imagination. You can use your imagination. And um, that's great. But like, you know, as far as like the, the shadow aspect of that, you, you know, just being so imaginative, you also, uh, you know, it could be lackadaisical and too in your head and too imaginative and, and not and no initiative, you know? So, like, it really be like the different the different centers in the body is like just different faculties of consciousness. And then they have their strengths. And if you abuse the strengths, you know, it's pretty much like a parasite. It's like, the, you know, it's like if, if your body's like a kingdom and, like, you're the king or whatever, and uh, you got like jesters and different stuff like that. And they have their position. But like if you identify with them, like identify with a visual thought or an auditory thought, those are different faculties. And so if you identify with them, then it's a misidentification in the kingdom. And basically it's just like, it's not balanced. You know, the tree's not balanced. You got like a jester running the kingdom basically. And so it's, uh, it's basically like an area where a parasitic 
I guess uh, infection is uh is 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 possible. So like, say if a, if a person abuses an area, abuses auditory thought, rational thought, or abuses imaginative thought, then they're more prone to, you know, uh, I guess you what you would call like uh, what would, uh, what do they call it, uh, psychic uh, psychic vampires. Okay. Like you're more yeah, like you're more prone to that like experience of, you know, because it's really just like that aspect of you that should not be in power, in power. And like, so you're just experiencing, you know, all the ills that come with that. And then, so then you just attract all the parasites that, that, you know, that can infect that opening in your body, in your spiritual body and your physical body. You know what I mean? Cause like you're imagining like, as far as the tree of life, the Patanatero from the Metanetter, like the imaginative, faculty is like in alignment with the um the descending colon so like you know it's like the parasite would be in there if you're you know if you're abusing this power and so it's like every every part of you if you're abusing like a judgment then your liver will you know would have a problem you know you would have that energy center would be prone to infection and then, you know, it just gets deeper from there where you just have physical people that represent the yeah. internal parasite. People in your external acting like parasites representing internal parasites. Yeah, yeah I like that concept. Back to the reflection and how it gets trippy when you really when you really dive into that and really try to see everything as a reflection. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you can just feel people from, like, different... If you're in touch with, you know, all the centers in your body, then you just feel... Hey everybody, so unfortunately Taylor's phone died. I just spoke with him, he got it back on, but we, we decided we're gonna end the episode here and perhaps do another episode in the future. A couple more things I still wanna talk about with him. Uh, super grateful for Taylor for coming in here and sharing this space with me and sharing some knowledge of self as always. A pleasure. So thank you all for coming in. Grateful for every breath that each of you takes. This is the Grub from the Garden podcast. Catch you in the next episode. Much love. Peace.